So today I did a pretty extensive deep dive into San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, I hadn't done one ever previously, and I figured it's right about time that this thing that I've been looking into and paying attention to essentially over the past couple of years, I'd say at least the past 10 years, um, that I should just inform myself a bit about it. Um, apparently it's been going on since the 1970s, and um, Greg Bear, who is an author of like a Halo book that I've pretty much read or listened to rather on Audible for about 70 to 80 percent of it. I have I do have high hopes for Halo Infinite though so that's that's going to be interesting. And while I was looking into San Diego Comic-Con it may, it occurred to me that we may actually hear um, some information about a few titles that I'm uh, looking forward to both within you know interactive medium and also like films uh, a TV series that have taken a bit of a um, even though apparently according to this article that I read about San Diego Comic-Con uh, it is predominantly for a TV series now apparently they account for more over um, uh, yeah like a good a, a good percentile percentile of them I think it was like a 70 30 ratio of a uh, film um, you know, movies, uh, sorry, TV series to, to movies, and until, you know, Game of Thrones come back, comes back next year, which is sort of the main one for me personally, um, I do have a number of uh, series that I, um, am, I've sort of got on my list to jump into, and I keep them in my little convenient little list. I have The Sopranos, uh, Dark, um, Bojack Horseman, uh, 13 Reasons Why, um, Peaky Blinders, uh, The Expanse I've heard is very good, so there's a number of them that I know that only a matter of time until I sort of dive into those. But yeah, I've been definitely looking forward to SDCC, and um, I think it's funny, two things are the sort of the main thing that I'm looking forward to is uh, Mouse Guard, so any any and all new information on Gary Witter and um, Matt Reeves, I believe, um, who I think at one will it's pretty much assumed that uh, they'll be working with Imaginarium, who who helped made the make the apes from uh, Planet of the Apes um, with uh, Andy Circus, and you know Imaginarium is his company. So I just would love to hear more information about that. If you don't know about Mouse Guard, essentially it's Wind in the Willows meets um, uh, Game of Thrones. So small mice, uh, you know, that have their own kind of society. It's sort of medieval society, and they have like. Um, squirrels and um, rabbits as like mounts like the, the equivalent of like horses and they are the mouse guard and they they protect their fellow uh, ma mice their, their main enemy is like the weasels so they have like the weasel wars and everything it's really heavy but amazing stuff uh, you, you wouldn't you'd assume you know it's all oh, it's like cutesy but there's some heavy themes in there happening as well so highly recommend that one the other thing I was looking forward to is news on, or uh, maybe a new glimpse, or perhaps even a trailer for, or a teaser, uh, for uh, Godzilla King of Monsters. I really, really enjoyed the 2014 um, film for what it's worth. I liked it from the point of views of its stylistic choices and its creature design choices. If I were to really strip it down, I think I pretty much just love it for the Mutos uh, and the design of Godzilla. It was pretty well executed. I think with the sort of aquiline eyes, um, uh, I think it's the be-all end-all depiction of Godzilla personally. I don't have that sort of deep affinity of it that like folks like um, Guillermo del Toro and uh, Hideo Kojima have. But yeah, I, I quite like the, the 2014 film. 
also wanted to talk a little bit about this wonderful, like seriously, um, perspective changing, death stranding uh, write up that I had the privilege of um, coming across earlier today. And the user's name is user uh, Bean Ultra, so B E A N Ultra. And their write up is called the Chiral Homeworld Limbo. So, following the Death Stranding trailer, we have all started referring to these creatures as the chirals based on the concept of chirality which is to my understanding at least um, and it is early days in me informing myself about this because it's um, something newer in, in the uh, uh, sort of established terms uh, in which we discuss uh, the stranding um, the idea is that it is an object that can't um, that when it is um, reflected it's an imperfect reflection or it's it's not exact so for example the letter T would not be chiral, and the letter R would be. Um, you know what I mean? Like, and essentially, one of the main things uh, when uh, researching chirality is you find that um, human hands are like they they can't be brought together or laid on top. Like they're opposite images of each other. So that's what chirality refers to. So Bean Ultra says, "Chiral homeworld limbo. Let's say our consciousness is four-dimensional because we experience time moment to moment." and base events around specific times. We created the idea of time and are the only known terrestrial species to really care about it. Our dooms levels represent how advanced we are consciously. When we die, our spirit leaves our body to pass on to the afterlife in our universe. In trailer three, the man who was affected by timefall died in our three-dimensional universe. The corpse disposal team member that tried killing himself and Sam, were transported through universes to the chiral homeworld. Our dooms levels interpret how well our consciousness handshakes with the alternate chiral universe, with different physical properties. If you look closely, some of the bodies are twitching, as if trying to free themselves from paralyzation. Sam is not floating up towards the soul-eating crustacean chiral, he is lying on the ground. I believe the baby gave Sam a higher level of dooms, a level that rivals the titan Chiral, a power Mad's character is after, and it allowed him to teleport back into the Death Stranding universe. Timefall is actually the Chiral 4D universe rubbing against our normal 3D reality, like static. The cosmic anomaly is manifested as rain in our reality. The plants that wither and bloom forever are objects with four spatial dimensions. Life is only affected this way, which is why we see the one corpse disposal guy grow old and not his clothes. So chirals are also beings with four spatial dimensions and in a universe where life can access its own timeline. Chirals at one point in their evolutionary timeline obtain a dooms level so godlike that it allows them to manipulate the physical properties of their reality at will, thus the titans. They manifest their evolutionary descendants by accessing their own timeline and they act as foot soldiers. In trailer 2, we see Mads' character in modern day tactical equipment, controlling four dead 1940s Skeller soldiers. Not in a literal sense, he is controlling evolutionary descendants of soldiers as well. Mads Mikkelsen starred in Doctor Strange as an antagonist, bent on obtaining power from higher dimensions, and as he accessed more and more, his face got darker just like the design in Death Stranding. The five floating figures that we see in Trailer 1, over the crater in Trailer 3, and outside the cave in Trailer 4, are not chirals. These are the Homo Ludens. Within the cosmic foamy multiverse, 
Another parallel universe, just like the Chirals, is where these Homo Ludens flourished from, a place of five dimensions. The Ludens can rearrange these parallel universes, and are the ones responsible for causing the fracture between Death Stranding and the Chiral universe. Kojima talked about them, but probably not as the beings in Death Stranding. He meant philosophically that we as the human race are Homo Ludens as well. Those who play. We create these video games full of characters, NPCs, enemy AI, and environments. We create these universes. So relative to 3D simulated video games, we are these five-dimensional beings, Homo Ludens, that control their universes for fun. What if we are an alternate reality to Death Stranding? Then an alternate reality to Silent Hills, or PT. An alternate reality to Doctor Strange. All of these universes made in our image. Storytelling has seen little man versus higher power conflict until recently. Doctor Strange, as I mentioned before, is about man versus higher power. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Andy Weir's, The Egg, War of the Worlds, Hellraiser, probably some Doctor Who episodes, and a little bit of Thanos, Pacific Rim, Interstellar. But I know they've got to intrigue Kojima somehow and get him thinking. Death Stranding is his next installment of man versus higher power. So that was sort of the main uh, sort of like day making a discovery that I um, wanted to share with all of you on today's IA Daily entry. Um, it's phenomenal. Please do head over there and give this amazing person. They've only got nine upvotes. Please head over there and give them some um, upvotes because it'll encourage them to, as um, Stranded Corey does over on that beautiful community, um, put these wonderful, intriguing uh, um, theories together. Very, very awesome. So I have a few more notes here for today. Um, so Vati Vidya over at his channel uh, very kindly credited myself in his video um, with just you know, um, it's there in the video there, user Albert Kessa. He basically talked about in the comments in the Reddit about um, some of the folklore posts I had made. Uh, I'm really um, anticipating that title, obviously, as um, I've expressed previously on the channel. And um, as you saw yesterday, I just, it sort of um, came from a very just free-flowing place. I um, felt called to make the Kappa video and to begin the Bestiary Sekiro Shadows Die Twice series, so I'd love to hear what um, uh, all you folks think about uh, um, that series going forward and if you have any special requests, and if um, anyone uh, has a particular fondness for a certain uh, Japanese uh, mythology sort of beastie or Shinto or Buddhist mythology um, creature that for that entry, um, if you want to jump on the episode with myself, please let me know. And because um, if you can speak to it from a place of enthusiasm and foreknowledge, that would be, I think, very um, compelling for myself and, um, of, of course, more importantly, for the listeners uh, tuning in. I also wanted to shout out a fellow um, YouTube creator by the name of Zeltic. I will put all of these folks, including um, Vatividia and Zeltic, their uh, you know, links in the description because um, even though it's very likely that you've heard of them already, they are they, they do tireless, incredibly high quality work, and I consider them to be part of a um, really uh, kindred um, sort of selection of folks on YouTube who make material that actually is pleasant to listen to uh, and I, I don't mean to say that other folks are like bad people it's just some people have a some great um, they bring some good material but the delivery is 
it grates on me <laughs> uh, and I won't name names obviously again people have their preferences but for me after you do a certain kind of vocal rate maybe this makes me like I, I totally don't care please judge away downvote away but when a when certain uh, and it's the majority actually of YouTube creators they reach a certain register of voice um, and going all the way up here uh, it's just it I immediately get like a stress stress migraine uh, I don't get like genuine like head pounding migraines but it's just my my brain fuzzes over and I I simply can't but again there's um there's you know seriously to each their own I'm sure to many I must I might probably sound a bit dry I guess you could say but uh, it's honestly especially when it's about putting something that you've made yourself out there and you need to just come to peace with the fact that folks will resonate with what they will and folks will be drawn to what they will and there's nothing wrong with that so another thing that's coming up is gamescom um, in august and that is where i feel pretty certain in uh assuming that we're going to see some more sekiro um screenshots and possibly even a trailer there is even a small chance of more death stranding stuff being revealed um and for fallout which is another one of my sort of main handful of titles that i'm uh, really really looking forward to um i think we're we're very certain to probably by that time know when the beta is going to be for 76 and of course i'm just looking forward to finding out all the folks who are going to be uh you know on all levels of of, of production um uh, who are going to be exhibiting there and I have a particular fondness for Sable which is sort of the interactive Mobius comic uh, graphic novel um, fun, fantastic incredible incredible concept um, for those of you who don't know it's the idea that um, uh, the, the dev team I think there's about two or three people making it uh, they have said that they wanted to take the first part of The Force Awakens which is just Rey on her speeder uh, you know excavating or, or scavenging rather and just make a game entirely around that premise which is ugh, just beautiful and being um, an appreciator of like journey and sky and flower and all that game company and, and their um, titles and also uh, abzu as well matt nava over at uh, giant squid maybe even their next title might be revealed at gamescom um you, you never know it's really great and and a lot of folks uh, increasingly over as the years have passed have said that gamescom is um getting to the point of uh, rivaling e3 or even uh maybe not directly because they're not too com comparable uh, in terms of uh, content because one's for predominantly for gamers one's predominantly for um investors and, and you know more towards the industry side but um i'm really looking forward to it that'll be really nice to to see that one and um really looking forward to the coverage um, for both of these so san diego and um, gamescom i'm also really looking forward to seeing more from sea of solitude what an incredible premise for a game the idea of uh portraying in sort of physical terms these concepts of how loneliness um and as i call it how losing yourself in your inner narratives and not being able to connect with other people how that can really really have an adverse effect on your psychology and your mental health and that in the game at least it's being portrayed as you becoming a monster and you having to deal with these facets of yourself it seems like a such a such an intriguing concept i think right there with sable um my most anticipated um, indie project for sure on the housekeeping front i wanted to mention to all the folks supporting ia on patreon that at the end of the year i will be sending out uh lapel pins uh one year anniversary um 
knowing just something that you can keep with your person there of having essentially supported myself and IA um, for that long and um, IA really does exist thanks to all of you folks listening and sharing, liking, subscribing, discussing really when it comes to Patreon like I would rather work for all of you than anyone else and that is the ultimate goal of the Patreon. Really it can't be overstated how grateful I am to each and every one of you. Okie dokie, well that just about does it for today, and I would like to wish all of you a wonderful remainder of the week, and I will catch up with you folks tomorrow for the next entry in IA Daily. Bye now.